Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Uh, we unfortunately had a double murder overnight in uh, Columbus. Um, maybe self-defense. I don't know. Two more people dead. No identifying uh, information given as of yet. Ages happened about midnight. Uh, apartment complex, 3200 block of Plum Creek Drive. They had four suspects who fled in a vehicle. It was later stopped on I-670 near uh, 315. Thankfully, uh, no shots were fired there. And uh, no police officers were injured. Uh, that is the most important thing. So uh, the violence in the city continues. And we've been fortunate uh, this summer uh, in terms of we haven't really had those super hot dog days of summer, that long extended period of uh, oppressive, humid weather. And it's actually like I was actually cold last night sleeping. We had a fan on all night, open window. And uh, it was actually frigid in the kitchen when I got up this morning. So, um, the temperature does go up. If we experience that record heat wave <laughs> that they've been having in Texas and Arizona and the desert, oh, it's hot in the desert. Ooh, breaking news. This just in. Uh, it is hot in the desert. But we've been lucky, but still, uh, violence continues in Columbus, but I don't think to the degree that it could if we were in a situation where um, the weather was adding to people's uh, anxiety and uh, short tempers. So let's get an overview from Ohio Congressman Mike Turner. He represents the Dayton area of uh, the whole Biden investigation in the wake of Devin Archer's testimony yesterday before the House Oversight Committee behind closed doors. So if you look to the period of 2014 and 2015, Hunter Biden is serving on the Burisma board. And then in March of 2016, Joe Biden, Vice President, miraculously shows up in Ukraine and demands that the Ukrainian prosecutor Shokin, who was allegedly investigating Burisma, be fired. Previously, Joe Biden has said this is completely unrelated. Uh, I, I did this be, as a result of interest in good government. But what we know now from Devin Archer's testimony is that uh, the prosecutor Shokin was investigating Burisma and that, in fact, in December of 2015, the owner and an executive of Burisma were pressuring Hunter Biden to get help from D.C. to stop the prosecutor from pursuing Burisma. They allegedly, according to Devin Archer's testimony, mm -hmm. uh, the executive and the owner and Hunter Biden called someone in D.C. And then miraculously, three months later, uh, Joe Biden himself shows up as vice president, demands he, he be, be fired. Now, this is also the same period. The two IRS whistleblowers say that Hunter wasn't paying his taxes and they've been thwarted by the Department of Justice from investigating these transactions in this period. Now, let's dig into this a little bit. A couple things behind the scenes here, okay? So uh, our buddy, Dan Goldman, a congressman from New York, says that nothing to see here. They just talked about the weather. They just had a conversation about the weather. Okay. For that to be true, the guys on the Burisma board would have had to have been paying Hunter Biden $80,000 a month for something. What? Because they thought it was cool to have the vice president's son on their board? 
Like all they required of Hunter Biden was, hey, occasionally when we're out to dinner, could you like call up your dad on speakerphone and just chat with him and let us listen in? Now, let's examine it from the other perspective. Isn't it a little pathetic that if you're at a dinner meeting with a guy who has enough money to own an energy company, this is a guy who's used to being uh, sort of feted as the uh, main attraction at any meeting, right? He's got a lot of money. People are kowtowing to him. People are trying to please him. Uh, He's used to behavior from everyone that's uh, groveling, right? There's groveling behavior, like you're a multi-millionaire oligarch. You're not unaccustomed to people groveling to try to win your favor. If you weren't expecting Hunter Biden to call his father, Joe Biden, the vice president, for a specific purpose related to business dealings you had with Hunter Biden, how would you view it if Hunter Biden at dinner just blurts out, hey, by the way, you know, my dad's the vice president of the United States. I'll prove it. I'll get him on the phone. Isn't that a little... <laughs> that seems misplaced, right? You're 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 at dinner, you're meeting, you're talking about, are we going to drill here? Are we going to drill there? Do we want to invest this? Do we want to invest that? Hey, hey, let me get my dad on the phone. Um, What would be the use of that? What would be the... I don't see it. And Now, the other perspective here is, during the same time, Hunter Biden is escalating further and further and further into uh, unbridled drug use, (laughs) okay? And if you're Joe Biden, are you not the least bit concerned about your son and whether he's going to live or die? I I would be, particularly since I have already lost, let's count them up. I've already lost, like, my first wife in a car accident, not to a drunk driver. That's what Joe says is not true. I've already lost another son, Bo Biden, who was clearly daddy's favorite son because, you know, he wasn't a crack addict. Uh, you've already lost Bo Biden to some form of brain cancer. He didn't die in Iraq, like Joe Biden says. So now you've lost your wife and your son, number one son, favorite son. And your other son is spiraling deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into drug addiction. And you know he's making millions of dollars and you never discuss it with him. And you're not the least bit concerned about what a guy who's spiraling into drug addiction might be doing with the millions of dollars that he's making. All those three things just strike me as not really stacking up, not really making much sense. What makes a lot more sense to me is, Hunter Biden's on the board because they're buying access to people that he can put them in touch with, or he's on the board so he can fix issues that arise that stiff arm them in things they want to do. And in that situation, well, then Hunter Biden could possibly prove very useful if, in fact, he could get his father to intervene in the times when they need somebody powerful. They need somebody who, I mean, wouldn't it be great if you could actually have access to the guy who, as luck would have it, President Barack Obama had put in charge of the entire U.S. foreign policy toward Ukraine, where your energy company happens to be located? I mean, what a stroke of luck! 
The Democrats look at all this and go, yeah, so? I, I, I don't see anything. Now, I don't get too deeply immersed in the continual, ongoing lust to prosecute Donald Trump for sneezing without saying gazuntai or excuse me. But compared to what started the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, a uncorroborated accusation by a guy about Donald Trump going to Russia and staying in the Ritz-Carlton and converting with prostitutes, that is what birthed the entire Trump-Russia collusion hoax. There was no real effort to vet that, no real attempt to find out if it was true or not because they so badly wanted it to be true that upon hearing it, they willed and purposed that it was true. And now let's go find stuff that bolsters that thing, which we don't know if it's really true or not, because if we look into it, it might not be true. And then, well, we'd have nothing. And we do really want to get rid of this guy. We have so many pieces of a puzzle that fit together that prove that Hunter Biden, who had no other discernible skill or talent other than being able to get his father to answer his phone calls, that is singularly and solely Hunter Biden's one achievable skill. He could call his dad and his dad would answer. That is it. That is the extent of it. Every other aspect of Hunter Biden's life at this time was an epic grease fire. But daddy always answered his calls. And so he was worth the money they were paying him. And the Democrats, I don't know, can they possibly be so stupid as to not see how convincing a case is mounting against their incumbent president? Or... Do they just fear Donald Trump so much? And do they realize how empty their bench is for anybody to replace Joe Biden when they have ample time to do it? Well, we had a school shooting averted yesterday in Memphis, Tennessee. Suspect outside a Jewish school with a gun fired shots when he could not get into the building, so kudos to whatever their security was. Uh, he had approached this school uh, middle of the afternoon, not far from the time that uh, Covenant Presbyterian School uh, was assaulted by Audrey Hale. By the way, do we have the uh, manifesto yet on the transgender shooter Audrey Hale, who murdered three kids and three adults in Nashville, Tennessee? Uh, no, we don't. We don't have it. That is uh, egregious and uh, inexcusable, and just another instance of the complete fecklessness and partisanship in our Department of Justice. They now are on the cusp of indicting Trump for uh, not just January 6th, which they issued some letter that uh, told him they were going to file those charges, and then after they did that, they added a few more charges to the Mar-a-Lago indictment, which now threatens to brush up against a case against him in Georgia for innocuously saying 
I know I won, find the votes, as if that was a direct order to go out and fabricate votes, rather than, look, they're there, just go find them. And that is the case, actually, now that they think might be able to uh, be expedited to trial in advance of the presidential election. And when I listen to pundits talk about the Georgia case, there's a real fear that Trump could be convicted and could be imprisoned prior to the 2024 presidential election. The Georgia case has been off the radar because Alvin Bragg beat everybody to the table first with his ridiculous charges out of New York. And then Jack Smith came in with the first of what will probably be several indictments of Trump. And since those involve classified documents, you have to get the attorneys on both sides vetted, and you have to argue over which documents can be presented in court and how do you impanel a jury for all that. So that's not going to take place before the presidential election. But we could be heading for a presidential election where the two major political parties The options that they present to you for the next president of the United States is one who is under multiple indictments, Trump, and in fact could be in jail in Georgia. And Joe Biden, who has to take the short stairs up into Air Force One and who is increasingly by the day being ensnared in an escalating bribery scandal that anyone with a rudimentary understanding of connecting dots. And we all did that when we were kids, right? We all played connect the dots. Anybody who's not a democratic elected official can connect the dots on Joe Biden and see how corrupt he is. Those might be our choices. Those might be our choices. So can't wait for that. Now here is uh, James Comer, head of the oversight committee yesterday, giving his, uh, Roundup on what they heard behind closed doors from Devin Archer, who, again, is a former business partner and fellow Burisma board member with Hunter Biden. Well, every day this bribery scandal becomes more credible. I mean, let's look at what Devin Archer testified today. He said that uh, that not only was Joe Biden on the phone over 20 times with people, including the Burisma executives, uh, talking about uh, whatever, even though the president denied that he never spoke to any of these people. Now, he has denied that over and over and over again, and now the Democrats, first Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House, she workshopped it, and now the Democratic officials who speak on this are parroting the same lie, which is, oh, no, I've said all along that they weren't in business together. That's not what she said all along. She said all along the same thing the president said all along, which is, I never spoke to my son about any of his foreign business dealings. Never spoke to them. Never discussed it. Here he is in the Democratic debate, October 15th, 2019. Well, don't know what happened with Joe in the debate. Let's try him one more time. He's a cantankerous old codger. He's tired of me playing words to hang him from the highest yardarm. So the interesting denial of this by Dan Goldman, the congressman from New York, is that Okay, so they talk 20 times. It's no big deal. Let's see if Dan's a little more uh, willing to talk than Joe Biden. Uh, The witness, Mr. Archer, was very clear that Hunter spoke to his father every day. Um, And he indicated that he approximated about 20 times over the course of his 10-year business relationship that he had 
with Mr. Biden, which would be with Hunter Biden, which would be about twice a year that uh, Hunter would put his father on speakerphone with um, uh, with whomever was at dinner. And he there was no indication that he had any idea who was at dinner. Oh, no idea. Them. It was just a say hello. Hey, dinner here. Hi, I'm Joe. Nothing related to his business dealings. <laughs> nothing related to his business dealings. OK. Dan Goldman's done it again. He doesn't know he did it again, but he did it again. Remember him at the whistleblower testimony where he said, now, uh, Hunter Biden called his dad and said, hey, dad, I'm going to go in business with these guys. Uh, That doesn't sound very much like uh, the two of them are intimately involved in the same business if he's giving him that kind of a heads up, does it? And Gary Shapley, the IRS whistleblower, goes, well, no, but it does show that what Joe Biden said about never discussing his son's foreign business dealings would be wrong. And Goldman interrupted. Oh, OK, 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 OK. Now Dan Goldman has done it again by saying, oh, they talked. Sure, they talked. It was just about the weather, just about, you know, ball games or the commanders or whatever. Um, Dan Goldman has inadvertently admitted again. The depth of the fraud that took place here with Joe Biden being a party to it, as Jonathan Turley points out. The circle here is tightening. That is, we know without any question, in my view, that uh, Hunter Biden was selling influence and access. Joe Biden was the subject of that influence peddling. I also think it's clear that the president has been lying for years, lied during the campaign, lied as president. And those lies were repeated by White House officials at his behest. All of that's quite serious. But I think in the coming days and weeks, we're going to see additional information coming out of Congress on payments from foreign sources. And the question is, what did they think they were buying and what did they buy uh, through this influence? These calls were designed to show that Hunter Biden could deliver, that he had the vice president on speed dial. And that was conveyed almost two dozen times. The casual calls are the business. The casual calls are proof that Hunter Biden could get to the guy that they needed him to get to, to justify having him on the board. Here's Andy McCarthy also talking about how stupid these Democratic denials are. These people are only paying the Bidens because of Joe Biden. There's no other reason to pay. And the other thing, this this nonsense that they were buying Washington rather than buying the Bidens. Hunter tells Tony Bobulinski, I think we have this actually in a, in a recording or, or a, an email, I can't remember which, but he says, these people want to be in business with the Bidens. You know, Bobulinski's complaining that Hunter doesn't really do any work and Bobulinski's doing all the scut work to give this thing a corporate structure and Hunter's off doing stuff, but he's getting a big cut of the profits. And he comes back and says to him, I know it's not fair, life's not fair, but they want to be in business with the Bidens. Yes, indeed. That was the scheme.